Hello and welcome to episode number 66 of The Heart of Teaching. I'm Nathan Rivers and today's episode is entitled, My Principle. If you know anybody in the community that's making a difference, send us a DM on Instagram. We'll shout them out in an upcoming episode and explain their impact on the community. This week, we'd like to recognize Mr. Daryl Hall for all his years of service as a principal, teacher, football coach, and friend to the STMC community. Your years of service and contributions have left a lasting impression on all those who had the good fortune of knowing you. If you haven't done so already, be sure to follow us on Instagram. The link to do so is available in the episode description. The Heart of Teaching proudly supports Mom Stop the Harm. Now, sit back, relax, and enjoy. Welcome back to The Heart of Teaching. I'm Dave Ruzicki with my friend and producer, technical advisor, marketing manager, grade 12 student, Nathan Rivers, and thanks so much for joining us today. I was talking with a colleague the other day about some of the administrators I've worked with and uh, some of the real good ones, but you know, one really stood out for me. And the truth is, I'd love to give you her name in this episode, but you know what? I know she would not want that attention. She'd be humbled but she'd feel uncomfortable because I'd be putting the spotlight right on her. So instead of that, I thought I'd like to tell you about why she was special and able to earn the respect and admiration of the students and faculty of the schools that she was a principal at. So, you know, if you're a current administrator or you're an aspiring administrator, there's some important takeaways for you. Or you know what, if you're just a teacher, if you're a parent or you're a student, I think it's kind of interesting to listen to some of the great leaders in our profession. So let's get started. Let's assume that all administrators are organized and do the paperwork, which, you know what, I know that some of them aren't, but let's assume that they are. So that means like uh, they do the timetable, scheduling, all of the, all the things that need to be done for, uh, for the school moving forward. So you, you kind of get the picture. So what made this principal, my principal, so special? Well, she was actually a, a former counselor and a special ed teacher to start with. And I also think when uh, she became a principal, I think that she actually memorized every name of every student in all of the schools that she ever had. And I'm not kidding you. The school that I was working with her at, there was over 1,700 kids, and she knew every one of their names, first and last. And it wasn't just that. She also knew a little bit, excuse me, a little bit about each one of those students. She knew which student lived with their grandparents, which one was in, in care, the challenges that some had, the successes others had. It was like she must have had a photographic memory. It was absolutely amazing. She'd In the beginning of each day, she'd greet the students and teachers as they entered the front door, and she, she would address them by their first name and ask them how they were doing. And it wasn't just, how are you? It was, it was heartfelt, and the kids knew that. You know, it was like an example that somebody would be walking and she'd go, hey, Sarah, how are you today? How's, you, how's your mom feeling? Say hi to her for me. Or she'd go, Bobby, are you going to make sure that you're in class? Hey, you're going to score a touchdown for me tonight? And then she'd ask another student. She'd say, thank your grandmother for phoning me. I appreciate it. It was very, very kind of her. And she did this on a daily basis. You know, I'd often stand beside her just so I could watch this, this magic at work. And it was awesome. It was kind of like, Every morning you'd come to school and your aunt, mother, or grandmother was walking you to her house. And that's kind of what she thought about that school. 
she actually believed that that school was her house. She'd sometimes have treats for the kids. She'd get the cafeteria to make some cookies and stuff, and she'd actually hand them out in the morning. She'd have cookies or muffins, and the kids loved it. The kids knew that she was genuine. After she greeted the kids, she wouldn't go to her office for the first uh, half hour of the day. She'd actually walk the hallways, and she'd stick her head in the classrooms. No one ever felt that, you know, uncomfortable or, you know, that it was inappropriate. She'd stick her head in the classroom, say good morning to all the teachers and staff, and ask if they needed anything. She'd tell the kids to have a great day. She was always approachable, always visible, and the door of her office was always open. And this is, this is very cool. If a staff member had ever been away because of an illness or for whatever reason, she would always connect with that staff member. She'd walk to the room and see if they were feeling better, and she'd often ask if she could get them a tea or a coffee or if they needed a break. And she'd actually cover that teacher's class at times. And since that point, I have never seen an administrator do that. She attended every play, every music performance, every sporting event, whether it was volleyball, basketball, or football. And as a, as a head coach, she never missed one of my football games. I could actually hear her cheering from across the field. She'd sit with the parents and uh, she'd, uh, she'd grumble at the referees if she thought there was a bad call. And you could actually hear her from across this field. She was pretty loud. You could also see this, this older woman and her fists would be pumping in the air whenever we scored a touchdown. And it, it was pretty amazing. And the support that she gave myself as a teacher and a coach was really remarkable. You know, she had a way about her where she could tell the students that she wasn't happy with them, but she never ever seemed threatening. And that was a skill that very few administrators I've ever worked for had. Let me give you a case in point. I remember one morning when I was standing at, at the entranceway with her, this young man walked in and he was wearing a tank top. He basically wasn't wearing a shirt, he was dressed inappropriately. And uh, he was kind of showing off his exploits related to working out in the weight room and he was doing the peacock thing. And she actually calls out to him and she goes, Robert. And he kind of smiles and he walks over. She goes, you know what, Robert, I, I've got to say, you look really fit. And she goes, I'm really proud of your dedication to that weight room. Well, this, this kid starts to beam, right? He goes, well, thanks, Mrs. R. And she goes, now, Robert, I'd like you to actually put a t-shirt on over that top of yours because, you know what, Robert, we're in school, not at the beach. And you know what, Robert, I'm trying to teach all my children. This is a place of business and we need to dress accordingly. Well, the young man kind of chirps back really quickly, goes, place of business. He goes, what business is the school in? And, you know, without missing a beat, she goes, she goes, well, Robert, we're in the business of learning. And with that, she offered him a cookie and said, now, if you just run along, please, I have things to do. Coach here will find you an appropriate t-shirt to put on. Now, you have a great day. Well, this boy is about 17 years old. He starts to grumble, but he looks at me and he goes, all right, let's go find a shirt. She smiles and she calls me over a little closer and she goes, you know, coach, she said, uh, these kids will pretty well do anything you ask them if they know that you care. And for the most part, they'll never give you any hassle. She goes, the secret is for them to know that you really are concerned for their well-being. And that was so true. It was like, as I had mentioned earlier, it was like they were coming into a house and one of their family members was greeting them. I'll never forget, it probably would have been, oh my gosh, it would have been my first week at this new school that she was a principal of. 
and uh, I was walking down the hallway. None of the kids really knew me. A couple of boys on the football team. And at the end of the hallway, there were two grade 12 boys who were really going at it. And I'm telling you, this was, uh, this was, this is a real fight. I mean, there were some, there were some hard shots that were thrown. So I come racing down the hallway and I'm, I'm screaming at these boys to stop. They're not doing it. Now, you know, I'm not huge, but I'm also not small, right? And they're not listening to me and I am screaming and I'm just about to pull these boys apart, right? I'm, I'm just about, and I can hear these heels clicking down the hallway. And here comes my principal, who's probably all of five foot four, and she starts yelling. And she yells at the top of her voice, and I'm louder, but they seem to hear her. She goes, you boys, you stop that right now. And they kind of slow. She goes, I'm telling you, stop it right now. You're embarrassing me. Don't do that to me. Stop embarrassing me. And you know what? They, they just stopped. I, I couldn't believe it. Here I am yelling at them, ready to pull them, and this older principal tells them to stop and they do and then she goes on and she goes what do you think you're doing she goes do you know how embarrassing this is this is Mr. Riziki and he's a brand new teacher and he's in our house and you're acting in this way I will not allow this she goes shame on you and the kids again just 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 sort of stop and then she goes to one of the boys she goes she goes Billy Billy Thomas what would your grandmother say about this after all she's done for you and Robert, you're better than this. What did I talk about last week when I drove you home? Well, one of these kids actually starts to cry. This is a big 17-year-old kid. He's got blood on his face, his, his eyes half closed, and he's apologizing. Now, she sent both these kids to clean themselves up and then go to the office. And, but not before she demanded that they shake hands. And it was crazy. I'd never seen anything like it. And you know what? They both left. And they both headed to her office. And I said to her, I said, you want me to go and just make sure they don't like go at it? She goes, coach, they're not going to do that. They respect me and they'll do what I ask. Now, that kind of respect, that kind of respect was earned. It wasn't demanded. She had put in that quality time. And you know what? The students knew that. She drove kids home. She bought student lunches. She visited them in the hospitals. She phoned parents who were unwell and told them that their children would be safe with her while they were recovering. She actually brought presents for the kids for their birthdays. She bought food packages for those that were in need. And she also bought gifts to anybody in her school that had a real bad time. And again, she was absolutely remarkable. She was also a straight shooter. She meant what she said, and she said what she meant with the, the kids in the building and also with her staff. The way she talked to the students was almost the same way she talked to her staff. There, there was always a sense of accountability with her. And it, it wasn't because she was threatening, but it was because we all as professionals, we all were held by her to a certain standard. And she expected us to model the qualities that were important for young adults in that building to see. And she wasn't afraid of calling people out, students and with the staff as well. You know, I'll never forget at a staff meeting once there was a colleague and unfortunately he was he was always complaining about something. And again, unfortunately, I think in, in a lot of the schools that I've taught at, you'll see this type of a staff member, different name, same attitude. I think everyone has one at one point. Now, she asked this colleague to sit down. She was polite and uh, she discussed the issue that he was concerned with behind closed doors. Well, he refused and he wanted answers now. 
And she smiled, didn't look like she was getting upset. She smiled at him and she said, you know, I genuinely feel bad for you because, you know, you're so unhappy today. And I'm not sure what's happening in your world, but I, along with my friends in this room, my colleagues, we're not the reason and we're not the cause. You know, we could be the solution if you allowed us to. And as such, I'm going to have to ask you to reflect on your tone and your approach, or you can leave this meeting. We kind of stared at her and he got up and he just stormed out. We all went silent, right? There was that awkward moment. We all knew it. Well, she smiled without missing a beat. She took a deep breath and said, now, she goes, I know it was awkward, but we've got business to attend to and let's go through this and work together collectively to find some answers. And it was just like a switch had been thrown and we just switched gears. And as I said before, she wasn't afraid of saying what needed to be said. Alchie saw her more as a colleague than an administrator. And she actually told me, and she said, you know, we're all in this teaching thing together. It's not them and us. She goes, it's we. And I guess that was that counseling and special ed part of it. Um, but it, it, it was something that was refreshing. Now, as a special ed teacher myself and a counselor, she would meet with uh, our department every Friday morning. And that was because she wanted to know what we needed from her to be able to keep these kids in school and she insisted that she needed to be updated on a weekly basis about the students that we were working with to ensure that they were safe and that they were well you know she she loved her students and that was obvious and she cared and respected all of them and she also cared and respected her staff all her staff even the ones that grumbled at times she was kind she was gracious she was respectful she was quirky at times but she was genuine. She had this gift. And when you were in her presence, you always knew that you mattered. Unfortunately, at the end of my third year, I was forced to transfer to, uh, to a new school because of uh, district cutbacks to uh, our counseling department. I was very upset about that. She fought to try and keep me. I can assure you that. And unfortunately, it, it just didn't work. When I was leaving that school, she came to my classroom my last day and she gave me a big hug and she started to tear up. And she said that it was just playing wrong and I shouldn't be leaving the school. And I told her it was okay, but you know, we both knew it wasn't. Then she gave me one last bit of advice. And she told me to continue to look into the hearts and souls of the kids that I teach and always make sure that they're happy and safe. And she also told me that I was good at that and to never lose that quality. And you know, honestly, that may have been one of the nicest compliments I've ever received in my teaching career. And I think it was because it had come from her and I respected her so much. She gave me a hug and then she left the room. You know, I'll always remember her kind words and her influence and her impact on my teaching career. And sadly, we never ever worked together again. Well, several years later, she retired and it was important for me to attend her retirement, along with about 100 to 150 other colleagues, friends, and students. And there was just a ton of people. She, she actually found me through this maze of people, and I had this bouquet of flowers for her. She thanked me for coming, and she also said that I was a very kind and loyal friend. We talked briefly, and then she did what she did best. She made everyone in that room feel like they mattered much the same as she had with every student who'd ever been at the school that she had principal at or any staff member that had ever worked for her. And you know, as I, as I look back, I learned more from her in close to 40 years than I ever learned from any other colleague or administrator. 
She was a kind, generous woman, and she was special. This is Dave Rizicki with Nathan Rivers. Thanks so much for joining us. Please take care, be well, and as always, peace.